Today's episode of The Rewatchables on the Ringer Podcast Network brought to you by SeatGeek, the presenting sponsor of the Bill Simmons Podcast. That's my podcast. Buy and sell tickets and two taps on your phone. Everything fully guaranteed. Football fans, $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on NFL tickets. Use promo code BSNFL, $20. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. We're also brought to you by White Famous, a new Showtime original comedy series about Jay Farrow. Remember him from SNL? Funny guy. He plays a comedian named Floyd Mooney trying to make it in Hollywood. His career is about to blow up, but he's not sure he's ready for it. It's executive produced by Jamie Foxx and the creator of Californication. Jamie Foxx has a cameo in the first one that uh, I would describe as outrageous. This is a good show. I have actually seen the pilot and it's worth watching. It made me laugh. My wife loved it. I recommend White Famous. Sunday, October 15th premieres on Showtime, or you can watch the hilarious series premiere right now for free on YouTube. Download the Showtime app right now to start your free trial. Coming up, we're going to talk about Scream. We assembled a cast of uh, Scream lovers. We did this two weeks ago. We did this before all the Harvey Weinstein stuff broke, which is why we did not discuss it uh, during this podcast. But anyway, just wanted to mention it was a couple weeks before the, uh, before the Harvey Weinstein stuff. So anyway, from that context, here we go. Scream. In 1996, the horror movie genre was basically dead and one movie revived it. We're going to talk about it. Cam Collins, Shea Serrano, Sean Fennessy, setting picks, Jason Concepcion. Let's go. Hello, Sydney. Hello. Hello. Who is this? Tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? I'll do some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello. Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. She's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Don't answer the phone. So let's set the scene. 1996, horror movies had basically just become sequels and sequels to the sequels and sequels to the sequels to the sequels or direct-to-video. And that was it. It was dead. I grew up as a kid. Halloween was like this transformative movie of my childhood that led to all these sequels. And then people kind of felt like the, the genre had died. And then came Scream. Sean, you're, you're the... Uh, Big picture. You love all this stuff. Sure. Did you think horror movies actually could have died? I think that they were inevitably going to reassert themselves in the consciousness. They were always going to be popular again. I think the fact that Scream became the movie that revived them, though, is very notable, right? Because Scream is the most self-aware movie probably ever made. And, <laughs> and, and the fact that it acknowledged what had happened and what mo- horror movies became, I think, is kind of what makes it legendary. It's what I think a lot of people responded to. And it's also why it was... 
successful over a long period of time and not like a flash in the pan hit. Like when Scream came out, people thought it was a flop at first. It kind of had like an okay opening weekend and it wasn't totally like an instantaneous phenomenon, but it had this like breathing life where it felt like people were rediscovering what it was like to be scared. And so, you know, I don't think it would have gone away, but it wouldn't have felt the way that it does right now if this movie had never come along. Does this make you nostalgic for the 90s, Jason? Oh, absolutely. This was like a transformational horror movie. This was the first horror movie in a long time that people were like, oh, you got to see Scream. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody was saying that about Halloween 7 no. or Jason Goes to New York or yeah. any of that stuff. Shay. I really like Jason Goes to New York. I know. I was going to say. Boxes I, the guy's head off. Did <laughs> I hurt your feelings with the whole part of the beginning about how horror movies are dead? Because you liked all the movies that they were still making. I liked all of those. I still watched them. Yeah. When J- Jason Goes to New York was, I didn't understand the end. When he turns back into a kid, yeah, it's like, I, don't, I don't know what's going on here. Science but, fiction, but the part when he like gets in a fist fight on a rooftop, I loved it. But yeah, this was a great movie. Cam, this is my first horror movie. Really? No way. Yeah. How old were you? Nine. That's too early. Stuck <laughs> into the theater. I That's begged, too early to I begged my mom to take me to see this movie and almost shot myself in the first scene. She took you <laughs> yeah. to the movies to watch Scream. Yeah, and I remember it was Shout a crowded theater. Everyone was terrified. I was terrified. I wanted to, but I couldn't because I begged. I begged. Do you remember why you wanted to see it so much? Because there was like a like a growing cult of it pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It was the trailer. It was Drew Barrymore on the phone screaming. I'm calling the police. <laughs> you should never say who's there. Don't you watch scary movies? It's a death wish. I'd never seen anything like it. I never because yeah, horror movies were not. A also, part you of, were nine, is why you had never seen. Yeah, and, right. <laughs> I should not have been seeing this movie. I saw Halloween when I was nine. Wow. And it was the same well, thing. I made my dad take me and he shouldn't have. And I was yes. <laughs> completely petrified. I, uh, for years. <laughs> Very quickly, I was in over my yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I showed the twins. We That was the first scary movie they watched because they saw the mask and they got it for Halloween. And I told them it was from a movie. They asked to watch it. It was the whole thing. But yeah, after the first scene, when they like, he guts Drew Barrymore and hangs yeah. her from a tree. I was like, we should probably turn this movie off. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> This is not going to work out that great. And apparently that scene was even worse. They actually had the guts coming out and it was going to be NC-17 and they had to Was that had Was to that the first movie had, that used that move of like the big star and then kill them off in the first 20 minutes of the movie? No, it's, no, it's no, not. It's it's like it's, not. it's pretty clearly an homage to Psycho, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. In 1960 is in the first 40 minutes of the movie and you think she's the star. Right. And then Norman Bates kills her, and you're That's like, right. what the yeah. hell is happening in this movie? They Where did Janet Lee go? Yeah. She's a movie star. They also did it in an executive decision <laughs> with, Steve, with Steven Seagal. They like bill it as a Steven Seagal movie, and he dies in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, and so and the, and the, like, this is pre internet, too, where you could get away with it because they put Drew Barrymore right. on, on the poster. Nev Campbell wasn't even on the poster. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And people thought it was a Drew Barrymore movie. So. I timed it. Uh, I watched it this morning. The first scene is 12 minutes and it's spectacular. Yeah, it's perfect. in the conversation. Great. Best first scenes. Great open. And, and then she dies and they were able to keep it a secret in 96. I mean, even through the crying game, which no, that was before it's that. Before, yeah. Yeah. Blair, which was after, but I always look at those three movies as there's no way in 2017. Yeah, like right. people are like, Hey, guess what? Drew Barrymore dies. Yeah. It's one minutes. of those things where it doesn't necessarily change how much you enjoy the movie when she dies, but it's it's like exciting enough to know that yeah. she's gone. Yeah, that you don't know where the movie. Can anybody, go anybody die. can die. Exactly, yeah. anybody. Yeah. It, this movie, even the fun, lucked out in certain ways. It it felt so fresh because it was this new generation horror movie. It kind of started the high school, the late nineties run of high school movies. 
which I didn't realize until I was watching. It's basically a high school movie. That's exactly has, what it is. I would say it's a high school movie, almost more than a horror movie, but then it sets up all of these other movies that came after it. The good ones, you know, like uh, I know we did last summer and 10 Things yes. I Hate About You, all, that whole genre. Yep. But then also some of the bad ones too, like Disturbing Behavior. It was this, <laughs> wow. it was this six-year <laughs> run of... <laughs> It, they probably that. made half the high school movies that have ever been made from 96 to 2002. And I I have theories on this. I don't know if I'm right. Maybe <laughs> you, guys, you guys can be here to scream. It was pre-internet and then like very early internet. And it was this still that time where you just wanted to get away from your parents when you're in high school. So where are you going to go? You're like, you're going to go to a game. Mm-hmm. You're going to go drive around somewhere. You're going to go get high and go to the parking lot. But then back, that was when the DUI stuff had started. So you couldn't really do the drunken drive. So really the movies became even more important. You would go to the movie theater for three hours, you go to a mall and all of the movies for six years were these high school. Now it's, I don't, yeah. what, what was the last high school movie? Like, what was the one? Edge of seventeen. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. good, but that's that was celebrated in part because it was like, man, what happened to all these movies? You yeah. know, why aren't there any hey, movies? About people characters in high school like being high school normal yeah. high school people. I was in high school when these movies were all coming out, and they were great date movies. They were yeah. a really good way to be like, where do I slot in? Which guy am I in this movie? You know, like there was a lot right. of association happening. So, Scream, the guy tries to sell Kevin Williamson. I think he wrote it in three days. Wow. In some Palm Springs, just had the idea. That's right. Was it, we're going to talk about the Gainesville killer later. Was that the Gainesville murder? Yeah. So it? it's funny that you mentioned the high school movies, though, because he wrote another movie first called Teaching Mrs. Tingle, which, which he eventually is, got made after, which is which quite is bad. Not great. Mm. Uh, is that the Helen Mirren one? Yeah. Yes. It's not good. Wow. But so he's trying to sell sell Teaching Mrs. Tingle, and he can't sell it. And so he bunkers down, and he has an idea for a movie called Scary Movie. That was the original title of oh, Scream. Wow. And he goes to Palm Springs, like you said, knocks it out in three days, plus creates this like trilogy idea. And he's like, I'm going to sell this movie as a package. It's going to be three movies that people are going to see. So Liev Schreiber, who you see for like a split second in the first Scream, and then they build, what was it Scream? I try not to acknowledge two and three as much. They're pretty bad. They're, they're, Scream 2 like did well. <laughs> Every time I was saying it was pretty bad in my head, I'm like, I like that movie. I like, I like Scream 2. <laughs> I love Scream 2. <laughs> we should give you like bad sequel corner. You know, yeah, you maybe the, the bad rewatchables with Shea Serrano. Um, so yeah, so it caught light in the Umbato with that era of high school movies and the horror movie and all that stuff. Also like really good casting. It's, it's one of the best looking casts I think that have ever been assembled. Like you just got Nev Campbell in her prime. Yeah. Drew Barrymore at her like Mad Love Apex. Yep. Courtney Cox throwing a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> Rose McGowan's never looked better and been cuter in a movie. Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich when many, back when he was the next Johnny Depp. One of the many next Johnny Depp's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he really I feel like he had the most momentum as the next Johnny Depp. <laughs> he had a stranglehold because he had the hair going in a heavy way. He looked like Twenty One Jump Street mm, Johnny sure. Depp. So he he was good. And you know, legendary Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Love him. He's he, I, yes. I mean, we'll we'll talk about who won the movie later, but I mean, he's more in the conversation than I expected. He is downright J.R. Smithian in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's he has, get, he's getting them up. He has incredible <laughs> Every moments. Line. He's not afraid to overperform at all. It's great, but we'll, we can get to him. So that twelve minute scene at the top, most rewatchable scene. The first twelve minutes is incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. you better just leave, or else. Or else what? Or else my boyfriend will be here any second and he'll be pissed when he finds out. I thought you didn't have a boyfriend. I lied. I do have a boyfriend and he'll be here any second so your ass better be good. Sure. I swear. He's big. 
think that might be the most rewatchable scene you could argue the ending you could argue about the scene with rose mcgowan in the garage door opener is always fun yes. that's a great yeah. death scene but the first 12 minutes cam as a pure movie as as just a well done piece yes. of art i would say it's way up there for a horror movie oh it's fantastic i i mean again this is my first horror movie i remember the boyfriend dying steve steve, steve. Who we found? Who I found on my research was up for the Skeet Ulrich part. Didn't get it, but they they were like, "Hey, you're going to be Steve." Die? He's like, "That's great." <laughs> like, yeah, you're dead in a minute. Yeah. You don't get to say <laughs> any words. Tape over your mouth, and we're going to gut you in the first three minutes of this movie. It's all an iconic performance, it, frankly. Yeah. Steve, it's all in the eyes. <laughs> no, it's incredible. I I mean, this is a movie that taught me what Jeffy Pop was. I like mm. this is old. Like this is old school stuff for me. Jeffy Pop. I, I I immediately went home and wanted it. I love how the Jiffy Pop is like how you time what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's a genius. It's genius. Yeah. I also, frankly, love Drew Barrymore getting dragged to her death, but like moaning into the phone and her parents hearing it. Give me nightmares. Yeah. Wasn't able to speak. Wasn't able to speak. Yeah. <gasps> There's so many good touches in the first 12 minutes. It's, it's incredible. It's amazing. You couldn't have the whole movie without it because it's so self-referential. The movie had to display a mastery of the form in that first 12 minutes for the rest of the movie to work. Yeah, and so one of the things that people always say about that specifically is it's the first horror movie to acknowledge the existence of horror movies. So when when the killer gives Drew Barrymore's character that quiz over the phone. Name the killer in Friday the 13th. Jason, Jason, Jason. I'm sorry, that's the wrong answer. No, it's not, no, it's not, it was Jason. Afraid not? No way. Listen, it was Jason. I saw that movie 20 goddamn times. Then you should know Jason's mother, Mrs. Voorhees, was the original killer. Jason didn't show up until the sequel. I'm afraid that was a wrong answer. She's referencing, you know, uh, Freddy Krueger, and then she makes the mistake of identifying that the Jason Fred is 13. the killer in Friday yeah. the 13th. Yeah. Instead a of mistake, mis- by the way. Yes, exactly. Yes. But like that is such a great like wrong. All, right. We're right. all in on this together, right? Like yeah. we all know you're about answering movies the questions together. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, like, oh, yeah, you're trying to think. And I'm sure I, I as I recall, I said Jason in my mind and I was wrong as well. So I would have Is been, there um is there any other candidate for most rewatchable? I feel like this is a slam dunk. Yeah. I think there's one more. Okay. Which one? I think it's Jamie Kennedy doing the rules. Yeah. Where they're watching Halloween at the house party. That's why she always outsmarted the killer in the big chase scene at the end. Only virgins can do that. Don't you know the rules? What rules? Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Uh, have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no-no! Big no-no! Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. 
he gets up and he kind of explains it has this like crazy meta moment inside the movie. That's how I write every one of my articles in the exact, <laughs> exact format. <laughs> you don't know the rules of building a. Guys, <laughs> I have always kind of held it against this franchise that he doesn't die until the second movie. Mm. As much as I like that scene, I also need him to die a little earlier. I like also. I, I'm sad that I had to wait a year. For the he, next movie. He notes, though, that he also probably should have been the killer, like, halfway through the movie. Yeah. Right? He's like, I would have been a prime suspect. And yeah. Is the movie better if he's the killer? I don't know. I have those rules. The rules, as stated in the movie, were you will not survive if you have sex. You will not survive if you drink or do drugs, which, by the way, is not accurate. Uh, you will not survive <laughs> if you say, I'll be right back. Hmm. And rule number four, everyone is a suspect. And then the killer said two more, you will not survive if you ask who's there and you will not survive if you go out to investigate a strange noise. But it is very meta. Yeah. yeah. I like the rules. I would have probably added 12, 13 more rules. That had legs, as I was saying. 7,000 word article. Well, Halloween has a couple of things where if, like, you're across the street and you just see a guy in a mask (laughs) carrying a lifeless body, like, just call the police. Don't walk over. They'll be like, I'm going to go across the street, see what happened. Like, no. Never be curious. No. Yeah. Nine one one. The rules had legs, as I recall, from thinking back to then, because watching scary movies after that, that you people would discuss this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Screen. People would talk about the rules. Ah, the rule that she left the room. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting thing to think about. Is just like how Scream impacted every yeah. horror movie that happened after it. You know, like there was a time when a lot of mo- those movies felt like they had to be meta, and that actually was bad for a lot yeah. of horror movies too. You know, Last I'm trying time, to think what the worst example of that is. I'm sure there's multiple. I mean, Get Out is arguably the best example. It's probably yeah. the first great horror satire since Scream, but that's 21 mm. years later. Yeah. Do you think Get Out's a horror movie? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it pushes the same buttons. There's just not as much. I mean, it's a thriller. What's the difference? I don't know, but I feel like there is one. Like, to me, a horror movie, we had Chris and I talked about this when we did Silence of the Limbs. Yeah. I think Silence of the Limbs is a thriller. I do too, yeah. But it's considered to be a horror movie, which uh, to me, a horror movie has to be a little over the top with the killer. I want people are dying in a horror movie and there's a killer and that's horror to me. You don't agree. I think it's hard to tell a lot of effective horror movies. They don't don't even like have a killer. You can't even figure out what's doing. I guess Get Out out would qualify then. But there are enough people dying Get Out. I mean, Jordan Peele calls it a thriller, right? He does. Social social thriller. Social thriller. That sounds pretentious. <laughs> advise him not to do that. The other rewatchable scene is just the last 20 minutes are just lights out. But when she finally gets the gun, just that whole stretch when yeah. Matthew Lillard and uh, Jamie Kennedy are stumbling toward her and blaming each other. That, mm-hmm. that is a phenomenal six minutes. They're in the kitchen. The guys are stabbing each other. You cut too deep. Like everything about that is mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Shay, did you have a sense of how this movie was going to end? Were you like, well, it's definitely Billy Loomis and Matthew Lillard? Yeah. No, I had no clue. No I was clue. I was in high school as well when it came out. Mm-hmm. I was on a date with a girl and we were watching it. She had already seen it. So she was doing a thing when you watch the other person to see what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I thought Billy was dead when he got stabbed. Mm-hmm. Right. Thought he stabbed. I had no idea who. I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was fantastic. That was like, I think that might have been my first time watching a movie where a twist in, uh, like a surprise twist really like shook me. I was like, mm. oh fuck, there are two kids. Like I'd never even crossed yeah. my mind well, that like, could be Yeah, the, I was going to mention the double killer later, but we might as well talk it now. It's such a smooth No way move. anyone saw yeah. that coming. No way. No. Because they, yeah. the, the, they kept twisting with, uh, with Skeet Ulrich. 
where it's like in the beginning, oh, the phone fell he out. Oh, he's phone. the killer. He goes to the police. Then it's like, oh, wait, he, oh, he is the killer. Yeah. But then it's like, no, there's two killers. The so only, it had three swerves. The only time that I wasn't tricked in the movie was when Dewey is talking to that other cop and he's smoking a cigarette and he drops it and he steps on it and they show his boot shortly after they show the boot come down right. in the bathroom scene. And I was like, I know you're trying to do like, that's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the killer. There's no way that this is. That was the only time I wasn't tricked. Should we talk about how when they try to make you think Henry Winkler's the killer for like five minutes? With the scissors? Yeah. Yes. That's that's quite a... There's a lot of like slip and move action in this movie where they're trying to make you think something, but you don't really think it. The problem with that, I never bought into that because in 1996, nobody is making Henry Winkler the killer. <laughs> He's still the Fonz. You guys are generations removed from the Fonz, but the Fonz was not ending up as the killer in a movie. So you were talking about the cast. I read something funny that Henry Winkler asked to be not credited on this film because he did not want to draw attention away from the young cast who he thought was very He's impressive. A benevolent guy, wow. that Henry Winkler. Were, were people like, oh, wow, Winkler. Winkler in 96 was not a thing. Like, nah. was not- <laughs> I will tell you this, in 1977, he was the biggest star of the world. Yeah. People want to be the fonts. Yeah. yeah. That's inc- it. It's actually like an incredible move to just be like, like let the kids have it. <laughs> I don't want to overshadow them with my stuff from the 70s. So casting what ifs, I'm doing this by memory, but I think I'm going to get most of these. Drew Barrymore was supposed to be Sydney, mm-hmm. and she was locked in. She's doing the movie. She loved the script. She's the first one to buy in, gave it credibility, and then uh, had commitments now, that could be with other movies. That could be with rehab. I don't know what the fuck happened, but uh, they had her for four days and she played the opening scene, which is actually, I think, really helped the movie. I think it would have been, it's better the way it played out. Yeah. And I'm not really sure who the first murder victim could have been who would have had the same weight. Like just looking at the actresses who were available in 96, you know, like could you, could it have been Jennifer Aniston pretending to be an 18 year old? No, no, probably not. It would have been tough. Drew Barrymore was actually like famous, but also young. Yeah. She, she was, was a still in like 20. She was a yeah. star at yes. that time. It just was, it just worked out perfectly. And then they caught Nev Campbell at this really nice point of like Party of Five. Yeah, how long know had it. Party of Five been on? I think it had been on for like a year. It's like my favorite childhood show. Big it's fan a, of It's Nev an Campbell. amazing show it's and show. super depressing. <laughs> yes. But I, I mean, like, Niff Campbell's always been a part of my life, really, because of Party of Five and Scream. I, and I, I'm a, I was a Scream, like, I was a devoted Scream fan. I saw all four. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Four. But, Shay, like, if we're buying stock in 96 and Aniston's on the table, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Reese Witherspoon, all, Sarah Michelle Gellar, all these people, like, hmm. Nev Campbell, if it's a fantasy draft, Nev Campbell's a top five pick. Probably. You think like this is a 25 year career. I'm going the other way. You're going the other I way? I never really got it, to be honest really? with you. Yeah. Okay. Really? Case. Yeah. I know that I, I know like that she's it. very important to you. I've heard you talk about Party of Five before. The fact that, that loved you her. love Party of Five as well, Cam. Great is, show. Um, makes a lot of sense. She looked into my soul in that show. <laughs> she's, she's like a good, She like everyone you named, she's the one who can best play the like my mom died a year ago she she could do all of the emotions better than anybody she can do else. right party yeah. five trained her well for this movie you you because you need to do the sad thing but i also this is why i don't think drew barrymore would have worked as well i also need somebody who i feel like if they just get into a straight up fist fight yeah. she's gonna fuck this she guy is up formidable yeah yeah, yeah which is another that. good scene for me by the way gail weathers getting punched in the face which you yeah great yeah. one is tops yeah because i hated kid. friends as a kid really i right. did I did. What she was my least favorite character, though. Ross is, remains my least favorite Ross character. Ross is not age well either. 
Yeah. Russ was not Russ great at the charming. time. And Russ now... is charming. I think it's charming. This I is think, a really a frankly, hot takey podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know, it really Takes is. are flying. I believe the, the kids would call Ross a cuck today. <laughs> <laughs> Nev Campbell, any thoughts? I, I personally- Neve was Campbell or Nev Campbell? Big fan of Nev Campbell. That's part of the problem. Still, still, still a big fan. I, I understand kind of why her career didn't. She never really broke through, but I was a big fan of Nev Campbell. Still am. What What do you need to do to break through besides I mean, she, star in a hundred million dollar movie? I know, but she. I mean, it's great. I think she didn't follow guys. through. Is yeah. the problem? She yeah. never found the second stage. I think of her she career. got kind of artsy. I think that was bit. part yeah, of it. I think bit. she got a little she precious. Did that dance movie. What was it? like the company? That was years or later, though. Yeah, that was, I mean, yeah. it was a while. Yeah, later. Yeah. I was really excited when she showed up on House of Cards. It's like, yeah. oh shit, she's back. She's back. <laughs> so another casting would if the first choice of this movie for that part was Molly Ringwald. That's Ooh. who Williamson wrote the movie for, and he went to her, and she said, "I'm too old. He was I'm right. 27. She I was can't right. do it." And that would have been a disaster. Yep. Yeah, it would have been 27 year old high school senior. She would have been an interesting Gail Weathers, though, if they aged sure. up Gail Weathers a yeah. little bit. You know, I could have seen her in that role. Courtney Cox, though, but I couldn't see her with Dewey. Um, maybe I think Molly Ringwald going a little harder edged would have been an interesting play for her. Sure. What was Molly doing in the 90s? Probably mm. kicking herself that she didn't want to be in Scream. Probably <laughs> regretted that pretty quickly. I'm like, damn. Uh, Brooke Shields was in in the mix for the uh, for the Courtney Cox role. Wow, the news reporter. Huh. Did that would not work out actually. Also, not a Brooke Shields person. Hmm. Ben Affleck was supposedly considered for the Skeet Ulrich part. Nah, nah. That's this is a, this could have been a little old. This is one of the few movies where there's no name you can plug into any other role and be like, it would have been better with this person. They just really nailed. Yeah, I kind of agree. Jamie Who, Kennedy might have. They might have been able to step. I loved him. I think he's very effective. I think he's. Yeah, I think loved him because there, there just, was someone else that was up for that part, right? Brecken Meyer. Brecken Meyer. That's yeah. right. Oh man. Oh. I don't you think he, that would have worked. No, he's got to be just a little bit annoying. Yeah, right. He's got to yeah. be annoying yeah. in the right way. Yeah. Who was there? Was one other good one for the Drew Barrymore part, or maybe for the uh, oh Reese Witherspoon? They wanted her to audition. They were another one they were hot for for Sydney and didn't want any part of it. She would have been good. In Reese Witherspoon yeah. would have been. Yeah. been she would have been good. She'd be yeah. doing anything. She'd been good in any movie. Which yeah. weird is- in Predator, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Reese Witherspoon <laughs> in Predator. What's weird is she turned this down, which I don't. Maybe she'd want to be in a horror movie, but she's like. You know what I'll do though is I'll get fingered on a roller coaster by Mark Wahlberg. I'll make, oh I'll make that creative choice None instead. Gr- like, go and scream, Reese Witherspoon. Come on. That scene is just unbelievable, by the way. She, she did. Incredible moment. She yeah. did Freeway that same year. Do you remember Freeway? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even Super gnarly. Scream. Super yeah. gnarly. Yes, absolutely. Free, Freeway is a That was good the first movie. Reese Witherspoon movie I saw. Like, you, yo, this. Mine was cruel intention. She's serious. No, that she's, she's grimy in that one too. Yeah. Well, I mean, she gets. Yeah. She's not the grimy one in that one. Yes, really. but it's still. They they do her wrong in that. Yeah, movie. they do yeah. her very Cruel wrong. Intentions is like after this pod's been on for seven years, well, the honorable mention it's going to happen. Cruel Intentions, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> I'm ready. good enough for the first two years of this podcast, but I have a lot of Cruel Intention thoughts. I do too. Wow, it's great. I'm a Sarah Michelle Gellar head, so <laughs> I'm Sarah ready. Michelle Gellar head. I'm ready. Uh, I'm trying to think. Were there any other casting what ifs? Rebecca Gayhart was up for Rose McGowan's part, which I think is interesting because she's not at all like Rose McGowan. And then she was in Scream 2. And and then they put her in Scream 2, exactly. She was one of those 90s actresses that I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. If you would have asked me the day that her character was killed on 90210, I would have said she's going to be like Marilyn Monroe. She was like the Noxzema girl. She's so beautiful. And she was on 90210, which was the biggest thing in the universe. 
and I thought she was going to be a massive star. I'll, I don't want to say she was the Penny Hardaway of that decade, but it was definitely. I'll tell you what it was. It was the hair. It was a it's this. It's similar to Felicity. She was just very hair dependent. She was. Ooh. She oh, was true. <laughs> and that hair was appropriate in '96 yeah. and not in any other time. Yeah. Who are your hair dependent all stars, Jason? Bobby <laughs> <laughs> like Ringwald. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, John Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's age the best? The mask is amazing. Still great. Still, I don't know who I don't know great. who ultimately said who looked at all the different masks and then was like that's it that's the one but give that guy an Oscar droopy ghost give Just me the so droopy good. ghost yeah and still kind of scary like I'll see it you know our neighborhood gets a lot of Halloween trick or treaters and there's always the ghost face and it's like all right watch out for that guy like. Yeah. Don't let him look inside the house. It's just absolutely great isn't, it, isn't it weird though that it so the mask resembles the painting Edward Munch's The Scream. Yeah. But the movie was originally called Scary Movie, and it was called Scary Movie all through production until the two months or maybe like yeah. six months before it came out. But it, the the painting is called Sc- The Scream, and the movie is called Scream, and they picked and they that mask, but they didn't know. It. It's it's a, such a strange coincidence. What's aged the best? The opening scene has aged. Just stupendously. Mm-hmm. Still good. It all really still works. So there's one thing, though, that I, I thought was a little bit strange about it, which is the dependence on the landline. Yes. Having a landline in your home we really stuck get into out the, to me. That was, we were in the what age the worst. Yeah. Is, we we're going to talk about the phone situation. <laughs> okay. The opening scene, obviously. The Halloween references weirdly have aged nicely. Billy Loomis. Yeah. Homage to Dr. Loomis. Was that his grandson? We'll never know. They never really explored it. The beginning scene with Drew Barrymore, he says to the says to his wife, like, run over to the McKenzie's, which was like just yeah. a direct homage. And then like the last 40 minutes, they just say, fuck it. They start playing the whole <laughs> video game. <laughs> and it's just going through. I also like the uh the whole serial killer, but then it turns out it's the two high school kids. Just yeah. was something nobody was even thinking about in ninety six. It was always like an adult murdering right. high school kids. Right. Not this time. Not anymore. I think the thing that really got me about that, though, is them confessing to killing her mom. And that got dark. Yeah. That was dark. Yes. That got dark. Your yeah. mom was a whore. Yeah, that was weird. She, yeah. yeah. She's tramping around, whatever he said. I was like, oh, whoa, okay. Like, hey, psychologically, the movie's just movie. like, no, we're going to go all in on yeah. the, the mom stuff. Yeah, so reportedly they couldn't figure out what they wanted the motives of the killers to be. So on the one hand, there was a group of people that were arguing that it should be something like more personal, psychological, like the, the relationship that Billy's uh, father had with Sydney's mother. Yeah. And then there was another group of people that were like, no motive is scarier, which mm-hmm. they actually say in the movie. You know, it's like, right. why do we, it's the millennium motives are incidental, yeah. right. which is something Jamie Kennedy says. So then they decided to do both because we don't really have any idea why Matthew Lillard yeah, why, agrees why to participate. Peer pressure. Yeah. Peer pressure Peer is pressure. the joke yeah. he makes. Yeah, it's like joke. he's just a sociopath. That's yeah. pretty intense. Yeah I, you, yeah, I really want to make sure we show proper respect for those guys because they waited a year. Like they killed, they planned that out right. well in yeah. advance. Yes. Killed the mom. They said we're going to wait a whole year to kill everybody else. That's incredible dedication on the part of Shout a seven, out from Shade of the part Murders. part of a 17-year-old. <laughs> On the part of a 17-year-old. It's a very sophisticated little plot. Yeah. It's almost as if it's a movie and it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Courtney Cox reporter who's trying to turn it into a book and become famous and all that stuff. It's dated, but it's also aged nicely because that was the 90s. In the 90s, that was kind of how you became famous before we have all the current ways to become famous, which is basically make a sex tape. Yeah, who, Make who, terrible videos on YouTube. Like It's much easier <laughs> to become famous now. Do you think she was based on anybody in particular? 
she seemed like hmm. a collage of all these different people who were involved with crimes would be my guess. Sean? I really loved that there's a, a video store employee is like an, a key part of this movie because mm, it's video stores. Are, yeah. 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 Video stores were such an important part of the movie watching experience, but also like in movies, yeah. you know, then from 93 to 97, that like really mattered. You heard all those stories about Quentin Tarantino working in a video yeah. store and getting his start there. Like, whereas something like landlines, I think have not aged very well. Video stores are like really nostalgic right now and people still have a lot of affection for them. So it's the prospect of a town having a like a blackout period you know like a curfew and so everybody just goes to the video store at four to get a movie to stay inside it was like kind of a fun feeling to think about. Yeah, i agree with that the cell phone actually i think that's age well and at the time i didn't really know anyone who had a cell phone in 1996 no. it's pretty early which which also leads us to what's age the worst because landlines i'm not convinced with with 20 years of living since this movie 21 I don't think anybody could have had a cell phone that good to be used as a murder prop. And just, I don't think the reception was there. They're in the woods. <laughs> I, I just have a Cut lot of issues in with it. Yeah. yeah. The, mo- the movie takes place in wine country, right? They're like in Sonoma yeah. or something. There's like, no way the reception was good there. It's nobody's near anybody and there's trees and driveways. And I, I, I picked that yeah. one apart. That's one of my like secret favorite parts of the movie is when Drew Barrymore is on the phone with him earlier and she says she's going to call the cops. And he says, they're too far away. And she's like, all right, I guess I won't call the cops, even though this guy just got killed in my front. Like, she just, <laughs> <laughs> Steve's bleeding. Wait, I got a counterpoint. And it, yeah. it doesn't totally hold up. But like, if you remember in Wall Street, Michael Douglas is on the beach in like Montauk with that gigantic cell phone. It's like cell phones oh. at that time were like for doctors and rich people. And right. so theoretically worked better because they were catering to these this elite group of people. And also, I think... Technology was slightly different there. I think it was like GMA or CDMA, whatever. This is like for our tech people. But I think I, I think you can make an argument that cell phones would actually work then. Okay. That's my Now argument. you had my brain spinning is the yeah. Wall Street yeah. cell phone, the first ever cell phone in a yeah. in a major movie. It might have been. Yeah. Followed so remember, closely remember how by big Zach it was? Morris. It was yeah. it was like a suitcase. <laughs> like, the, like the phone they use in, in the in Vietnam with the yeah. big old thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> From a what age the worst standpoint, I'm not willing to put it in here. But if they made this movie now, what and during the outrage culture era, what yeah. do you think? How do you think it would have been received? Some of the well, why are two guys trying? They killed the mom and called her a whore. I feel like the outrage culture would have found something to be outraged about with some part of this plot. Hmm. Hopefully, it would have quickly swung around to it's all tongue in cheek, right? Hopefully, someone would have written that piece. Right. You would have written maybe. Hopefully, maybe futuristic Cam would have written it. <laughs> Settle down, so. everybody. Does everyone calm down? Yeah, you like to you like to calm people down from time Just to time. Relax. Yeah, I don't think this movie is problematic at all. I think I everything that's problematic about it is hilarious. Like the fact that when Rose McGowan dies, her nipples are hard. It's really <laughs> 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 even I, even as a kid in the theater, I was like, "What is going on?" It seems yeah. like a comment. You know, it's yeah, like, totally, it's a totally, it's totally, it's yeah. totally is. Do you think that was intentional? Like they were like, hold yeah, on, Rose's yeah. nipples Playing are hard Playing her up enough. as like yeah. the bimbo who dies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I totally, yeah. I think it's totally, because it's way obvious. She should have escaped. <laughs> she, well, I, she I saw an IMVD trivia. I don't know if this is true, that she found out she could actually fit through you can part. see it when she's going through there because when she dives in it the first time she's like full shoulders all the way through right, and then they right. cut away and it's like one shoulder but she should have just escaped she 
at the, there's the part when she's That's throwing true. the bottles at him. Open the garage, throw the bottles. He was a klutz already. She like flips him like a fucking <laughs> pro wrestler, <laughs> and then just walk out of the garage. Like, Very true. Guess what, guys? The killer's here. Do you think this is the first horror movie that where? When the people fought back on the horror movie villain, they actually reacted like in a slapstick yeah, I was way. Just gonna say that, yeah. like beers hitting them, the guys yeah. flying back. I think that's one of the most effective parts of the movie. Is like you show it's clear that these are like high school kids when you go back and think about it because they're kind of yeah. getting their asses kicked yeah. by they are. teenage girls. You know, they're, they're they're very he's very vulnerable. Ghostface. I have one more for <laughs> what's age the worst. Uh, well, it's a two parter. One is the David Arquette, Courtney Cox. The, the seeds of they're going to fall in love in real life. But now you know how it plays out. It's kind of sad. It gives a little, little twist. Their marriage has aged yeah. the worst. Their marriage has <laughs> aged really bad. It's so like, pure oh. in this movie, though. It's so pure. Yeah, it's like, oh, these two wacky kids. And look, they're going to fall in love. And she's going to take his name for two episodes of Friends or two seasons, whatever. And then it's going to just end badly. And then she's going to date Will Arnett. Um, wow. The, well, that's a, might I, arguably a step up. I agree. Um but uh, that leads to part two, which is David Arquette's really terrible in this movie. And <laughs> I don't understand why he became a phenomenon afterwards. It's like, oh, David Arquette, he's so funny. He's great. And he actually plays Dewey like Dewey's brain damaged. It's not Ma- a great performance. It's not a good performance. I thought, always thought he was supposed to be. Is he not supposed to be? Yeah, he's the, he, he, the same as we we're talking about with the nibbles thing. Like He's supposed to be extra dumb. Is the whole point of yeah. Dewey? Is it dumb or brain damage? Because that's no, a he's dumb. important he's distinction. Dumb. But also, Gowan makes fun of him for being pretty stupid, yeah. right? And they're all, I mean, but he's also charming in it. The, yeah. He has that one great line when Gail is talking about I, I tested great from eighteen to twenty four year olds, and he's like, I'm twenty five, and then he walks away and he's like, I was twenty four for a whole year. Like that's great. That's really. <laughs> but he's not. His character line. is not smart enough to have such a good line. That's kind of the problem, <laughs> it, you know. Right. Like if it, that's a real like movie moment. Um, I also think the Henry Winkler scenes did not age that great. I think they had more impact at the time because yeah. of who he was. Just it's, a huge star that really overshadowed the entire cast. <laughs> right. well, that's like, oh my God, Henry Winkler, forget everything. <laughs> he does one really strange thing in the movie that jumped out at me when I was rewatching it. When they call Sidney Prescott into the principal's office to talk about um, Drew Barrymore's character's death. Yeah. Henry Winkler walks over to her and he touches her face. Mm. He puts his two fingers on her chin oh. and he's like, we're just going to talk to you for a minute, Sydney. And I can't imagine if a principal touched my face like that. <laughs> yeah. even, even back then it would have been strange, but today that is a is that yeah, yeah, well. sort of been like looking to this guy's background exactly. for the last yeah. 15 years. There's definitely something there. It's I so think if you take that plus the scene before or when he grabs those two kids who are pretending to be Ghostface and he's like pretending to kill how about if I just kill you like that like <laughs> what like, runs a knife yeah, down yeah, their yeah. chest it's really or the scissors down their take chest take it easy guy <laughs> one thing that I was trying to think with Winkler who if Scream was made now under the same circumstances who would be the Winkler and I think it's George Clooney <laughs> Because wow. <laughs> that's how big Winkler, wow. Winkler was and 20 years later. So it's like so one of the saddest things George. I've ever heard. I need to, I need to I really think about George. this. So this is fascinating. Or does it have to be somebody Zach who's, Morris? No, he's not famous enough. Mm. From Saved by the Bell at the time? Henry Winkler was the biggest, he was like the biggest TV star oh. we had. So it would have to be somebody who at least was like one of the five biggest TV stars. Maybe it's like okay. Kelsey Grammer. So what about Eric LaSalle? Don Johnson? Oh, Ross. Oh, yeah, Ross old. is a good one. He's too old. Mm. Ross. Ross. David Schwimmer's oh, David pretty Schwimmer. good. Yeah, yeah, I think, right? But he was, he was never David an icon, though. He was never like, I want to be Ross. Yeah. His very thick hair. I was always like, 
David <laughs> Schwimmer. I will say that People <laughs> versus OJ really helped me with him. Oh. It really helped me okay. like him a little bit more and okay. dissociate from Ross. So now he's not your least favorite Friends character? Ross can still fuck off, but David <laughs> right. Schwimmer is great. <laughs> I blame Ross for Friends being a great show. And I, I really feel like season one, it was a great show. And then Ross single-handedly ruined it and turned it into a rom-com. And I, I've never forgiven Ross for that. Bill Ross was just a character on the show. I know. I didn't He's a human being sometimes. Uh, half-assed internet research corner. Um, did learn some stuff. Okay. That I'm going to remember off the top of my head. Like, Throw for instance, Santa Rosa High School was supposed to be the, the place that had all the high school scenes and refused to be in the movie. And wow. they had to shoot at community college. And at the end, if you watch the credits... There's like a little fuck you. They say no thanks to Santa Rosa really? for oh, not helping us. They like that's, throw a little that's dig a good move. That's a good move towards Santa Rosa, which I thought was good. Um, this movie was almost NC-17 for so violence. They had to keep turning it back in, back in, back in, back in. Eight and submissions. Then finally, uh, how much eight more times they could it have in? been? Because the disemboweling is pretty disgusting. I think yeah. it was more disgusting. It, reportedly like, in Williamson's script, it's extremely specific about how of it organs and... are like dripping down people's uh, legs. And apparently it was extremely violent. What, wow. are, what are their, do the uh, Gainesville killer thing while I look for more research? Yes. that's uh, what, what, Because what, that's what, why basically what the movie was based on. I mean, I don't want to celebrate this, but Williamson was obviously inspired by a, a guy who's known as the Gainesville killer who, or Gainesville ripper rather, who murdered high school students Jeez. and in Florida. And I think he killed five students and he was eventually executed um, after this movie was released. But it's a really grisly, one of the grisliest uh, American crime stories of the last 20 years. And Williams is a real like ripped from the headlines kind of thing for Williamson, who, you know, was in that position that so many young screenwriters are in where they're just looking for anything to inspire them to get a script to get sold. George, George Romero and Sam Raimi almost directed it. And um, I would love to see both of their versions of this movie. Yeah. Do you think it'd be better? Either one. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't think Scream is improvable per se, but it would be it could be different. Sam yeah. Raimi's would have been probably a lot funnier. Right. And I, I I can't imagine George Romero's, though. George Romero never really made a movie like this. Craven. Right. This is basically uh, Craven's second act, right? Because he had oh, yeah. kind yeah. of peaked in the 80s. And then Craven's gets hit by uh, Drew Barrymore with the phone. He's wearing the ghost face thing. Oh, really? It's his yeah. one cameo. Yeah. Wes Craven. Decided to put himself in. The mask was found at a house that they were location scouting and they're like, what's this decided to make that's it. Fate. Thought that was a yeah. good one. Linda Blair, Linda Blair from the Exorcist made a cameo. Were you aware of this? I noticed Where? that last night yeah. watching, rewatching it again. That was the first time she's she, a reporter, right? She's a reporter. Yeah, she yeah, bumps yeah. into Sydney right outside of the school after Sydney's attacked by what ultimately we learned is Billy. The Beautiful. final scene took 21 days to shoot and they like used the 50, 50 gallons of fake blood. Uh, wow. How much of the shooting schedule was that? I, I think it's 60 days, right? Oh, my it's a God. Long, it's a long shoot. <laughs> it's a $15 million movie and I think 60 days. It was grim. Quick break to talk about MeUndies. Guess what? Never a bad idea to upgrade your underwear drawer. MeUndies are the ultimate feel-good undies. My old friend, my longtime friend, since we ever did a BS podcast, every pair of MeUndies made with Micromodal, a fabric three times softer than cotton. Soft, stretchy undies come in an ever-changing array of colors and patterns. No matter what your style or your preference is, they got something for you. They release new limited edition patterns each month that always sell out. For the fellas, 
MeUndies Diamond Seam Pouch cradles your jewels. What's better than having your jewels cradled? And gives your stuff the support it needs without feeling too tight? Ladies will love the soft, eco-friendly fabric. 100% satisfaction guaranteed undies as well. Or you could be like my wife where she wears my undies. I don't know. Maybe that should be a third third thing on the website. Right now, you'll save 20% off your first pair and receive free shipping only at MeUndies.com slash BS. And if you don't love your first pair of MeUndies, they are free. Go to MeUndies.com slash BS. 20% off, free shipping, 100% satisfaction on the best, softest underwear you'll ever own. They guarantee it. It's a limited time offer. What are you waiting for? All right, back to Scream. We'll go to the Dion Waiters Award. Best heat check performance. <laughs> this, I, I feel like this has player. to be unanimous. I mean, this is like, yeah. I feel like this is this award's a wrap, but we got to just go through the charade of walking through it. All um, right. Henry Winkler. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to even remember who else is in the movie. He had, <laughs> Henry Winkler had it. <laughs> <laughs> After the movie was over, heat check, or before the movie, whatever he made the <laughs> right. movie. At the, the premiere, he had a heat yeah. check yeah. when he told everyone he was uncredited. Um, Jamie Kennedy, Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Is Matthew Lillard a role player in this, or is he the star? Upon reflection, he definitely is the most exciting thing to me in the movie. Yes. Um, not necessarily the best performance or the greatest actor, but uh, he is really going for it. He really is. He's hilarious. And it's so he's- funny. You think about it now, huh? Your daddy's the chief suspect. You cloned his cellular. Evidence is all right there, baby. What if your father snapped? Your mother's anniversary set him off and he went on a murder spree killing everyone. Except for Billy and me. We were left for dead. Funny. There's Fantastic. something really elegiac, too, of what, about watching this after listening to his interview on The Watch with Chris and Annie where he really talks about, like, how he was like, oh, I'm hot now. I'm going to really hit it. And then his career just kind of fizzled. Scooby-Doo. It was Scooby-Doo. really amazing Scooby-Doo to, to think about this. Like, yeah. In that, in that context. Everyone. You could have told me he was going to be a major movie star. Even though, you know, he's not the most traditionally handsome yeah. guy or like a great actor. He just, he has this like crazy charisma through the last 40 minutes of the movie. There his was some face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his great faces. His face. His, I don't know what else to say. His face does stuff. Like, I mean, that was the thing about seeing him on Twin Peaks, right? Like, yeah, give him a scene where he's just going to cry like an idiot for five minutes and contort his face and do this weird Cirque du Soleil, like. You know what he looks like? He looks like a kid in the background of a Norman Rockwell painting, like where where like a baseball player is is signing an autograph. And when he moves his face in that way, it's really disturbing. It's really disturbing. He does does good eye bulges, too. Don't sleep on the eye bulges. And his mouth. Yeah. Like the and, frowns he can do with his and mouth. And the finger so pointing and all of his yeah. actions. He's yeah. he's just a really weird performer. And like, I'm feeling a little woozy here. Like all the That's intonations that he line. has in the movie. Just he's great. He really had, apparently ad-libbed a couple of the lines in it too. I'm sure. He used to, we have a I problem. really like when he gets on the phone for the first time and he says, hello, hello. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you killed 15 people. And you're gonna, all right. So we're going to say that he wins the Dion Waiters Award. I think he's technically a role player, right? He's not on that, maybe in one third of the movie total, maybe 40% of it. You should rename this award the Henry Winkler Award. (laughs) (laughs) No, the the Winkler Award should be like a different award. It should be like the the, the, uh, (laughs) arrogance you can't really pinpoint kind of award. Yeah, maybe it's Uh, the Kobe Award. We'll figure out this. The Kobe Award. Uh, Apex Mountain. Ooh. All of them. I mean, you could argue Wes Except, Craven. 
I'm going to say Elm Street's still Apex Mountain for him. What an, I mean, honestly, what an amazing career. Like, he really was there for the three stages of, yeah. well, like, the second half of 20th century horror. He's the yeah. God Hills Have Eyes and Last House on the Left in the 70s. Yeah. He creates Freddy and Nightmare on Elm Street, and then he basically reinvents the genre in the 90s. He's pretty underrated now. I mean, he only died a couple of years ago, yeah. and in a year where uh, Toby Hooper has died and George Romero has died, like, it's really those guys and John Carpenter and only a handful of other people that are on that Mount Rushmore and this movie is like still straight up entertaining. Like you can watch it today and it it moves. It's really fun. What do you think, Cam? Absolutely. I, I completely agree. I I mean, my, what you just said made me really sad, actually. What am I going to do when John Carpenter dies? Those guys are yeah. all close. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, uh, you know, they're making a, there's a Halloween remake that's in working now with, with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I'm excited. So when they do this, they're basically asking the audience to forget some of the other sequels that have happened. Cause this is basically what Sly Stallone did when he had, uh, the Rocky Balboa movie, the sixth one, oh, where it's yeah. basically like, Hey, uh, Rocky five. Remember when he was brain damaged in Rocky five, he's not brain damaged. <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of, it's kind of a wink, wink to the audience. Like that sequel didn't work. Let's just move ahead, which is really what they should have done with 48 hours. Cause they could have done 48 hours again and just kind of pretended the sequel never happened. And, Keo was in the Iceman and all that. So I'm still yeah. annoyed by that. But, <laughs> but, um, but uh, with Wes Craven, though, I have a confession for all of you guys. I thought Nightmare on Elm Street was a shitty movie. Wow. Which yeah. one? The Whoops. first one. I thought the first two were incredible. I, I know. Hold I, I didn't I like say you were going to like the best. It. Really? Dream, dream Warriors. War, dream Warriors. I really like it. <laughs> I like, I'm going to dream no more. I, I like when they, they're like, oh, this guy's, he's, uh, Maybe his dream's much. power is he's super strong. And all they do is give him a muscle shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. it hasn't that's aged it. well. And the girl is terrible. I mean, there's a reason she was never sure. seen again. Well, Heather Langenkamp or whatever. Her, yeah, Heather Langenkamp. Jeez. So Not actually the actress. movie that Wes Craven made right before this is Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is the weird meta Freddy movie. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's that right. failed. Yeah. And the a lot of critics thought it was interesting, but it didn't make any money and nobody was scared of it. And this this was like a little bit of a last gasp on his career. Like he could have been out, out the game. Apex Mountain, Nev Campbell, it can either be this or the intervention scene with Bailey and Party of Five. Those are the two nominees. <laughs> oh, I'll let you decide, Cam. Oh, my God. I mean, that was quite an intervention. I got to go with the intervention, actually. That's I how love, I feel, I too. I love Scream, but Bailey, oh, man. Claudia, I, break it down. Oh, my God. You're my favorite. I know I'm not supposed to say this, but You're you are my favorite. You're judging up some dark favorite. childhood memories it's, for me right it's now. It's the saddest hour in the history of television. Devastating. Bailey was the rock of the family. Anyway, I would say Apex. Even though this movie made $290 million or whatever, I still think the intervention. Uh, Skeet Ulrich, clearly the Apex. Absolutely. Oh, I don't know what else is competing. As good as it, isn't as good as it gets? Which Jer- I just remembered. What was it? Jericho. You guys remember Jericho, which is like an Armageddon. Uh, CBS drama. That was actually pretty good. If you, It's on Netflix. It's good. I ride he had for a couple. Jericho. He went a couple rounds with Jericho, right? Yeah. That was a couple. So he's in Riverdale. So my kids know him though as Riverdale Skeet Ulrich. Did anybody have like more bad luck than Skeet Ulrich having his name turned into a euphemism for coming? Amen. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. little John. Did that happen? That did happen. Yeah, yeah. Skeet, yeah. Skeet. Blah, blah, blah. Dave Chappelle uh, popularized it. I would say. This is a whole other thing. <laughs> 
Well, fortunately, it's a podcast for mature audiences. Yes. So we can discuss it. So couldn't he have just changed his name to Steve Ulrich at that point? <laughs> well, isn't Steve Ulrich not even his... It's not, it's not that the name can't be his name. That's not it's his a name. bad his stage name. His name's like name. Bob Jameson. It's one of the worst stage names. It's, it's not He's the actually, best uh, I'm looking name. here. His, his original name is Seaman Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> you guys missed the big the big semen discussion in Silence of the Lambs, the highlight of the Ruachimals. Oh, my God. Yeah. They, oh, my. How they made the fake semen for Migs. Chris was horrified. I, I went all in. That scarred me. Yeah, because I was not even aware when I saw that movie that that was a thing that could happen in the world. And it yeah. really... I it agree. was like it was like whoever thought of that should be in jail forever. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's the way I thought about that at the time. Shay, any thoughts? I don't have any further semen based. Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all out. I'm all out of semen. <laughs> I got this great semen email. Material. I got to find this email I got from a from a reader. First of all, thank you for everyone who listens to Rewatchables, but especially thanks to Howard from Calgary, Alberta. Who wants us to know that the guy who played Meg, Stuart Rudin, <laughs> was also in a movie called Sticky Fingers. <laughs> Can't imagine what that's about. And his IMDb is remarkable. His roles include homeless man, homeless man, homeless guy, <laughs> bus shelter bum, crazy man in New York Street, wino, old bearded man, deluded man patient, hippie, trembling patient, bus rider with Godar, and Ian the Woodsman. That was he finally Rudin's. got a name. That's his he IMDb. Got a name. And Mix. And, and Mix. was that Mix was his apex. Right, that was yeah. his apex mountain. So yeah, those are please, please keep sending those emails to the mailbag at theringer.com. <laughs> yeah, or Migs at theringer.com. Or Migs. <laughs> if and Migs, if you're alive, we'd love to uh, oh have you on the rewatchables. Matthew Lillard, Apex Mountain. It's got to be right. Yeah, I mean, how, had, are you an SLC I, punk? Any any good SLC movie, punk but this, fans? That wasn't that yeah. was like an indie movie. Yeah. Zach's Zach Mack is not in. Considering how good he is in Scream, I would yeah. say this Apex. Jamie Kennedy. You know, uh, I really remember Jamie Kennedy like culture trying to force him on me after yeah, after yeah. this movie. Well, the MTV and yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. the most wanted, and it just never he just never took for me beyond this. This is a callback, but his Apex Mountain is definitively. The fact that he dated for a long period of time Jennifer Love Hewitt. Wow. Oh, I mean, sure. that is a thing that happened to him in real life. Wow. How long? The Cleopatra of our times. There, there are photos. Uh, that that's not a performance per se, but it's like it's a it's an achievement by him. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Wow. The two thousands version of if you said she was hot in front of your girlfriend or wife, they reacted horribly. Really? Yeah. Women did not like Jennifer Love Hewitt for some reason. I don't know who the current. Who's the current? No, why was that? Because she seemed generally like a very pleasant person. That's very why tight, they didn't very like tight her. with her mom. She, like, she showcased the boobs a little too much, which is always a way to turn them off. But also, like, they felt like she was fake. And they, they had no evidence. Nice, not no like, evidence. No evidence at all. Just didn't like her. Hmm. Just they sniffed it out. Uh, Apex Mountain, David Arquette. Now, before you say yes, of course, this was Apex, I do want to remind you guys he won the WCW heavyweight title. <laughs> 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 he did. Which was a tie-in to a movie. Which is a tie-in to a movie, but he did hold the WCW belt that was held by Ric Flair and a bunch of greats. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Shay, you decide. Yeah, this is absolutely his apex. Okay, good. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Uh, no, Eight-Legged Freaks. I was just going to say no, Eight-Legged, Eight-Legged Freaks. Freaks. Yeah, though, Eight-Legged actually. Freaks. Eight-Legged Freaks. That was big. Rose McGowan? 
now. Went on to get pretty weird. Dated Marilyn Manson. Yeah, that's where that's other movies. I would say dating Marilyn Manson's yeah. her apex. She's had some good moments. She's had it an moved, interesting yes. career. I mean, she's like an independent filmmaker now, and yeah. she's an activist now, and she has a much different persona than she did back then. Yeah. But she was in a lot of relevant indie movies. She was in Greg Araki movies and stuff. She had actually a pretty cool career for a while. She's in a, the, one of the Robert Rodriguez uh, Grindhouse movies. Right, with the leg. Yeah. The shot Where she rockets. had the shotgun leg, yeah. I have to go back oh, to shit, her. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I like her. I have to go back to Research Corner for a second because I remembered one. Drew Barrymore to cry and scream and be so upset in the first 12 minutes when it gets the wheels come off to keep her energy really upset. Wes Craven told her stories about animal torture, like real life wow. stories, because she was a big animal activist and read her stories that just literally made her upset. And then he would just turn the camera on. They would film more. I love animals. That was in my research. I can't imagine how bad those stories would have had to have been to get that think, kind of performance. Was he showing pictures? I don't know how far yeah. I went. We'll never know, but I, I thought that was good. Um, Apex Mountain, Nev. Oh, no. Uh, Courtney Cox. No. No. It's got to be friends. It's, yeah, it's you friends. can't get higher than friends. Okay, okay, but let me throw this at you. This comes out during season three of Friends when she's super famous and everyone's like, ah, she's just like the shit character in Friends, Monica. She doesn't have personality. Then this comes out and it's like, oh, she can be the bitch too. I would argue the combo is her apex. This comes out, Friends is on. This is her peak right here. I think if you look at all the other characters she's played since then, they're much more like Gail Weathers than they are like Monica, which is kind of an interesting thing. I read that she pursued this role because she wanted to do a character that wasn't traditionally nice. She wanted to get punched in the face. Yeah. Clearly. She 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 wanted to fight. And, you know, the sitcoms that she's done since then, she did that sitcom about uh, tabloid uh, magazine or tabloid TV show, Dirt. And then she obviously had the Bill Lawrence sitcom for a long period of time. Um, that, what changed, was that changed titles a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What is the show? Wasn't she on a show where they just drank wine a lot? Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. I can't, I can't remember With the name Phillips. of the show. Yes. I like Bill Lawrence, but that the the rails had kind of come off for that show. Yeah. The, when, when the plot is like... They're just people in LA and they drink a lot of wine. That's it's, all like, I it's like, eh, you need a little more. Need huge a, wine can somebody goblets. be a doctor? Anyone else on Apex Mountain? I think we covered everyone, right? Uh, Henry Winkler. <laughs> <laughs> the, is, the wink. He was the mountain, actually. <laughs> unintentional comedy award. We go back there's to really, Winkler. There's not a lot of unintentional comedy <laughs> yeah, except for all the Winkler scenes are kind of funny now for some reason. And then uh, Arquette is just off. He's just off and it's kind of funny and it's funny that to think retroactively that people are like this guy he might be something watch out for david arquette i think there's something kind of unintentionally funny about skeet ulrich giving a performance that he does probably doesn't believe is like satire but is satire like Mm. him being specifically cast because he looks like somebody that the director Mm. worked with 15 years ago the fact that it's like kind of a joke that he's a carbon copy of a guy like i'm sure as an actor he never would have accepted that Right. But if you think about the weird kind of sadness, you, think you can't tell him that. No, no. Movie, Wasn't yeah. that they always said that about Starship Troopers where Casper Van Diem thought it was a different movie than everybody else did? He thought it was a drama. Was yeah. that, but the, wasn't that a real story though? I would believe it. I would yeah. totally believe that. He's very earnest yeah. in that movie. Yeah, I think they told him the whole time. They didn't tell him that, but everybody else knew. And then if you rewatch it, knowing that, he thought that it makes much more right. sense. He was a soap star and they were like, this is just like right. one life to live with alien bugs. 
I think for unintentional oh, comedy, I'd like to throw in the Liev Schreiber cameo because you just think of the Liev Schreiber voice immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the HBO voice. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Imagine him testifying in the trial where he killed Sydney's mother. Oh, my God. Very compelling. Like, yeah. You know, Magic yeah. versus Bird voice right. doing the documentary. <laughs> Magic Johnson yeah, took the defeat to very seriously. Picking nits. I have a lot of problem with the cell phones. I, we covered it, but I, I just don't think the reception. I, I probably want a little more evidence that my boyfriend wasn't the killer, other than that the cell phone call. <laughs> would, uh, just like he is there while the other killer is there chasing her, and just randomly he's there, but and the phone falls out, and mm-hmm. I just want to maybe dove into that one a little more if I'm if I'm Nev. What yeah. do you have, Cam? I we're watching it this time. I did kind of wonder in the beginning how they disemboweled the boyfriend so quickly. Yeah, you didn't even see the killer. It's yeah. just it's just like a it's just like a, a like a hot second and then all of a sudden he's all over the place. You like a little more time and and thought it put into your disembowelment with right. your work. <laughs> it's just but it's pretty it's pretty fat. It's like it's like not just like a slit across the gut. This is like a velociraptor was clawing at his yeah. body for a little bit. Yeah. Just like you had to Reach in there. You know, I don't know. It's a little fast. Shay, what do you have? I have two. I have the one I mentioned earlier about Drew just being like, all right, I won't call the cops then, (laughs) which is my main one. I don't understand how that happens. But the second one is when they kill the cameraman. And this is... Yeah. This is when um, Skeet is already dead upstairs, so we know that it's Lillard who's who's the killer right now, and he kills the cameraman, and then Gail comes running out, and she starts driving, and he's on the roof, and the cameraman was at least two hundred forty pounds. There's sure. no way for me Lillard is getting him up on the roof. I just don't believe <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you need that, help. That, well, yeah, Skeet yeah. had to have been involved. He was still upstairs because they show him. Oh yeah, when yeah. she runs back inside, he comes walking down the stairs. This is a good point. So maybe like Matthew literally had eight bat, bat salts or something. He might have <laughs> said superhuman strength. I would believe that. If he do anything. Yeah. Those are my two main ones. Like, yeah, anything that, Jason, that you, you haven't watched a movie? Is that how you take bat salts? I don't do you take know, like I've eight? Seen... <laughs> <laughs> the, the voice, like how did they change the voice? It didn't make sense to me. The how voice are these, disguiser. How would these high school kids have access to this voice this disguiser? This incredible criticism. That technology. sounds like a person. It's not like a... Like, it sounds like a guy. So it was a guy. Yeah, it it's was not a guy. their voices. Right. There was an right. actor who right. was cast yeah. and they mm-hmm. used his voice and it was actually like a hold voice. They weren't sure if they were really going to use it, but then they liked it so much that they ended up using it in the movie. But it's weird because then obviously at the end of the movie, you hear them both using the the voice disguiser and it, it's close. Yeah. Lillard sounds really here. close when he does it. Yeah, yeah he does. Like but that- it's not exact. <laughs> Surprise, Sydney. Oh, oh. oh no! Whoa. What's the matter, Sydney? You look like you've seen a ghost. Yeah, I didn't know that they used another guy. I thought when I heard him do it, I said, "Oh, it was Lillard the whole time." Yeah. Another one is the cloning the cell phone. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how a seventeen-year-old would know how to do that. Should we ask Without Google, did it. Right. without yeah. anything like you spend some time at Radio <laughs> Shack or good. something. But they had a whole year. Yeah. That's fair. To lay out their plan, but I no, I agree. Yeah. Shay, yeah. do you believe that once you've killed, you can just lay off for a year? Once you get that itch, 
Did you get that taste? You think those kids I wouldn't were like, be able yeah, to. let's wait a year. I wouldn't be able once, to. Once you cross the line, you might as well just start I killing everybody. I think if you're everybody. as petty Jesus as Skeet's Christ. character is in this <laughs> yeah, movie, I, I, your mom's a whore. And, and <laughs> He's so petty. He waited a year to say that. <laughs> yeah. Just like, to this take this in an extremely say. dark direction, I believe yeah. the Green River Killer laid off for like 10? 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible patience by the Green River Killer. <laughs> so pick. I have a, picking, a parent picking nits. All right, so there's this killer on the loose that's killed Steve and Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Not found. They don't know where the killer is. Like a week later, everybody's like, hey, huge party at so-and-so's house. Mm. And everybody's just gone. I have All a take about are this. It's a, t- it's a parody of a horror movie, right? 100%. But here's what I think the rationale is. Like I said, this movie takes place in wine country. These parents are drunk. Oh, they're, right. they're, going out. Nice. they're like at a they're tasting their somewhere. Own party. Yeah. Good luck, with them. Good luck, kids. The killer's <laughs> only killing high school kids, so the we're safe. don't do well in this movie. I'm going to say as a parent, that's about as tough of a way to see your kid go, the way they walk in on the Drew Barrymore death. Pretty yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Where's Drew? Oh, the house is on fire. Oh, there she is hanging by the tree with Very tough. blood coming. That's a tough one. I, I felt have, bad for the parents. Speaking of that, I have a small knit at the, the end <laughs> of that sequence where the parents come home and they discuss, the, 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 there's smoke in the house and the Jiffy Pop is on fire and the door is ajar and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And the husband turns to the wife and says, go outside, go to the car, drive to the police. What if the killer was outside? He just sent yeah. his wife outside to ladder holes. What? That's crazy for them to split up there. That's like they broke a, a core horror movie rule right in that moment. Maybe he didn't love her. <laughs> You'll never know. I would. I would watch a movie about them. The parents. <laughs> the parents. How they dealt with that? That's a great thing. <laughs> Shay, uh, in the picket nits department, right. I, I have no idea why I feel like you would know the answer to this question, but right. you definitely thought okay. of it. When they're stabbing each other, mm-hmm. and he's like, put it over there, put it, oh, you went too deep. Yeah. Yeah! I'm ready, baby! Hit it! Get it up! Yeah, man, get up! Hit it! Oh, man, Jesus. Oh, shit. My turn. Don't forget, stay to the side and don't go too deep. Okay. I remember. Ah! Fuck! Fuck! God damn it, Stu! Sorry, Billy. I guess I got a little too zealous, huh? Where would be the right place? Because you watch every prison movie ever. Where would be the right place in the wrong place? Yeah, if I was in the prison movies, they always there's like the five spots. They hit them quick. Boom, boom, boom. Or you go there, you go. The only thing I would think if I was in that situation is I know where not to get stabbed. Like, don't stab me anywhere around the nipples area. There's, right. there's important right. stuff here. there. The yeah. nipples yeah. area? The nipples See, area. This is, this is why I knew don't Shay would me. have answers. Right, right. There. So hit me somewhere down here, preferably on the side. I know my I know my intestines are in the middle. I don't know much else. I don't know what's over a here. Kidney, the kidney, I don't know the kidney, kidney leak is bad also. I don't know. No, the kidney's not the target because they don't want to go in just a little bit. So, but it's like, yeah. just hit me right around See, I would say I, I would have stayed away from the torso completely. Interesting. Let me, do you I f- would have said stab me like in my arm and like, well, so problem, yeah. like give me yeah. a stab through my hand so it looks like sure. I protected myself. No, the problem with that is they have to look like they, they talk about it. Like, they say we need to look like we were left for dead. And nobody yeah. stabs you in the arm. And it's like that person's dead. You have to get hit 
in a, in this area. So where did they end up stabbing them in the movie? They they aim for the sides, but I want to pose the a theory. The sides are dangerous. I have a theory yeah. about this. I think Billy's character is trying to kill Matthew Lillard. Well, that's, oh, totally. I, I, yeah, that's I, this right. is great. Yeah, and we no one says that. It's unspoken. This is but great. He, he obviously goes at him like four times this off is camera great. and yeah. you hear Ooh, Lillard you got me too deep. Yeah. Ah! Ah! I'm a Billy with you, right? Anymore, I feel a woozy This is great, and there's no rationale for that. Like, what is the reason? Why does he have to be stabbed five times? It supports the like Matthew Lillard is just here for peer pressure. Yeah. He's exactly. not a real part of the plan, and Billy is more of a sociopath. And he hit him with a phone. Billy's crazy. Else. Yeah. When uh, when I was watching it, that was the only time I winced when he hits him in the head with the phone because I you know what that feels like, and you're like, oh, that one that one hurt a little bit. <laughs> Not the stabbing. Not the stabbing. Not the murder. Not the umbrella so where, stabbing. Shay, where'd you want me to stab you ultimately? Oh my God. If we, you I'm have going to survive. I'm going to in the right side? Yeah. Give me right side. No, I'd left be, side. I'd be too I got afraid scar, of the sides. I got a scar on my left side, so I know that's just that's a tough area. I would want I would want you to go high shoulder, left shoulder. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd have that one in a sling for a while. Right. And then maybe a gr- try to graze me on the, the <laughs> neck for a lot of blood. If we end up yeah. in that situation, there's no like, way I'm... I don't, I don't think you want to do any grazes. grazes. Just, Gra- you don't graze want to do any grazes. I would rather have that than my kidney. I don't trust Skeet Ulrich coming near my neck. No. Yeah, all. that's a good point. No. What about the leg? The legs were wide open. Like, what about a... But it, it has to look like you were almost going to die is the thing. I would have nixed this part of the plan entirely. I don't. Yeah. I just would have... We hid. We hid in the closet. We heard right, everybody like, dying. Yeah, that's like, a there was a murder plan. on the loose. My friends were getting killed. How do you, Much better How plan. do you think Billy Loomis was going to explain why he was covered in corn syrup to the police? Mm. That's a good yeah, would, one. Does corn syrup They probably smell? wouldn't even have checked it. You think? No. Yeah, but he he could, it looked like blood. like something. I don't but know. But a good looked, cop, so not Dewey, <laughs> would have been like, that's not blood. Right? Right. I don't think Dewey, Dewey's like, we established he's brain damaged. He's yeah. not going to yeah. figure out it's corn syrup. <laughs> Dewey can barely like find the doorknob. Best quote, I think, hello, Sydney. That's got to be the number one quote of this, right? I'm dying here, man. That's yeah. another one. But there's really, little, I think I'm, I'm feeling people. a little woozy, man. I'm feeling a little woozy. I also like liver alone because he says like four times. The moment he has with himself. For yeah. the, <laughs> He's very proud of himself. I think I'll be right back. You know, Lillard intoning that after, yeah. after he says you should never say that is a very memorable scene. Uh, I also like. I think a smooth line is the when he when Skeet's trying to get laid that like the nice rated R on the way to an NC seventeen. That's right. It's pretty smooth. It's pretty clever. But he's also clearly a sociopath because somehow every conversation he wants to have about sex involves her dead mom. He's. I mean, he's he's the mastermind. That's not in dispute. Actually, when you know when you've seen it for the twentieth time, every scene he's fucking weird in. It's Mm -hmm. not like every scene. Oh, he's normal. But even like when they're hanging out at the high school, it's like hey, it's like like a psycho. She has to say like, you know, my mom died, right? Like, why are you mentioning like this stuff? Like bringing this baggage about getting laid when like someone just tried to kill me, and it's the anniversary of my mom's death, and you're just trying to get in my pants. Did we ever get any info about the expo that Sydney's father was headed to? You know, and he's like, I'll be gone for the so weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an expo. You can reach me by phone. What the hell is he talking there was about? A, Where's yeah, he going? Some killer tried to kill my daughter. Oh, I, one I year gotta remember the time of his mother's death. My wife's go. dead. My daughter almost died. I'll, I'll see you guys later. That part's weird. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Probably unanswerable questions. My first one is, what's the next day of school like for Nev Campbell? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Very She's true. lost everybody. How many, how many weeks off? 
Shay, you worked, she's in, done a, you the worked rest, in a school. She's done the rest, done rest of, the year. of the year. She's done the rest of the year easily. Does she try to come back early and everybody's like, no, no, you can't. She take- would. She's that strong of a person. Strong-willed character. What grade are they in? We've also got a principal with school, or 12. too. You know, Winkler. He, a lot he, of death. That's right. It. Yeah. It's, it's tough. <laughs> Jason loves this question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What she's do you gone. Think? She's gone the rest of the year. Who's yeah, you t- gotta be gone the rest of the year. I, listen, when something happens like that in a school, you, the kid just doesn't come in again. That's like an unspoken thing that happens. The person who owned the house, what are they... Will they try to fix first? Like the garage has to be first, right? The garage door. Before you clean up all the blood, you're like, I'm going to pull the girl out of the garage the door. Home and you just get like, you get insurance and you're like, listen, I had 15 murders. <laughs> <laughs> like, this place is done. I'm bulldozing it and we're selling the land and I'm moving. And you you're giving me very money. bad Plenty resale value. There, you, know? Something, you just yeah. can't like, you know. Well, 50 gallons of corn syrup. I mean, that's. That's a lot Not only of that, fake but, blood. but your house is now a tourist attraction for for kids and high school students for yeah. the rest of time. Totally. <laughs> Around Halloween, you, you, people yeah. are like, let's go see where 15 kids were, yeah. were murdered. <laughs> there's, there's even a part in the movie where they hear that the principals died and those kids like yeah. run off to go see him. Yeah. Being strung up or whatever. It's crazy. We didn't mention like the, the virginity subplot in this movie and how that was <laughs> a wink wink to all the movies that mm-hmm. had preceded the horror movies where the one girl who didn't have sex had the best chance to live, basically. How much and the does she regret Neville that? Sex, it's, what? How much does she regret that? Sex? After? Yeah, after. Because that, that conversation really always happens. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, you, whenever you like start to date someone and you talk, maybe who's the first person you had sex with? And she's going to be like, you remember the guy who killed all of those people? <laughs> and like, that was my me. Mom? Like yeah. 10 minutes actually, before he did that. And actually a very sensitive lover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Such a weird movie. <laughs> The other it thing, is very strange. We go right into Scream 2 like two years later and Sydney, who has experienced probably more trauma than any human on <laughs> oh Earth. Yeah. It's just like, I'm going to college now. I'm yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Totally. Oh, wacky stuff's happening in my sorority now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is tough. I don't really acknowledge Scream 2 and Scream 3. The, I know Shay likes it, but... We get the Jerry O'Connell singing in the cafeteria scene. Jerry Do O'Connell. I need to oh, watch I it again? I love that scene. Yeah. There's the, one- only, the bad part is the end with the mom. It goes on for like... 45 minutes where she's about to shoot her and she keeps like trying to escape and keeps pointing a gun at her and everything. But that I love that Laurie Metcalf is in it. Yeah. 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 I love anytime Shay's in the pot, I always love asking, what would you do in the situation mm-hmm. questions? You're in the house, you're at the party, the murders are starting. What's your move? I'm just running away. You're yeah. out. I'm not saving anybody. The, there's no other move, right? It's you're just the only move. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna, sleep. you're gonna have to catch me. <laughs> yeah. And you're down the street. You're not getting me in the house. Like you're not cornering me. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna stand in the middle of the street because you're not gonna sneak up on me. Yeah. And if you come, I'm gonna fucking run. I could run for a long time. You're gonna go at least two miles to catch me. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Good luck, everyone else, though. Good luck, Sydney. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I'm gonna flip it around. What's your move, Nev Campbell? Hard to kill. What do you do there? They were toying with her as a problem. Yeah. They wanted yeah. to see yeah. it. They wanted it. to see it in the kitchen. He should have got it. her in the Jeep. He had her right there. Yeah. He was behind her. finish it. What's the, the movie when they're in Australia? You remember this one? And it's like the, the crazy guy's killing the- Wolf Creek? Yeah, Wolf Creek. He, that's oh, how he yeah. kills one of them. They get in the car and he just comes straight through the seat. He don't even bother reaching around. He's right. like, bitch, you're dead. 
Like, this is boom, like uh, that's it. This is like uh, on Brand Alert season four, episode eight of Game of Thrones: The Mountain and the Viper. When when Oberyn Martell does not finish the mountain, he taunts him first, and then he gets that's his head right. crushed. You got to finish it. That's one of the few Game of Thrones references I just got. This is the first time in my life I understood. This is like immediately what you were talking about. That was a horror movie kind of staple from that era, though. Is the 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 last girl, the Toying, killer, yeah, the, yeah. kind of the flirtation with the knife, dropping the knife, that like Jamie Lee Curtis. Allegedly kills Michael Myers. Like, all she did was stab a wire hanger in his eyes. Like, oh, that must have killed him, mm-hmm. and just drops a knife next to him. Like mm-hmm. they're about to like get down, have sex. That's actually that's a notable trope in, yes. in horror movies. The final girl, they and actually in all movies. Girl. I mean, yeah. in James Bond movies, yeah. it's true. Yeah. And a lot of like uh, television, it was always true. In like Six Million Dollar Man, you'd always like yeah. the guy would come back. It's the thing that a lot of like bad movies and TV shows have leaned on for a long time. Do you think we could have a scream? Did they do the scream twentieth anniversary? They didn't never well, they actually made did scream it. Scream right? four, which was an update with a much younger cast, right? Mm-hmm. Like Emma Roberts, two thousand eleven, yeah, a few other that, people. That bumped. It's not great. And then there was a scream TV show. MTV made a scream TV never show. Never bothered. Which no, I'm a loyalist. I don't nah. It's it's available on Netflix. I've never seen a. But stitch. a party of five remake, you'd be right there. Well, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't deny. I mean, you can yeah. only do self-referential so many times before you become airplane. That's right. Yeah, True. that's why Scream Four. I remember, like it, it just begins yeah. like five times, right? Like right. they really lay it on pretty, pretty thick. Last unanswerable question: There's just an astonishing lack of diversity in this movie. Is it intentional or unintentional? It's the nineties. Unintentional. Yeah. It's well, Scream Two makes up for it. I was just gonna say it's corrected sort of. pretty quickly in Scream yeah. Two, right? Jada Pinkett Smith is in the first sequence. Yeah, they kill her. Positive they kill her there's a minority fast. in Scream. I don't remember seeing one no. with a, at least with a speaking line. Even at the party, it's all white kids. There's definitely not one with a speaking line. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the the case for that, if someone were going to make a case, is what is the location yeah. of that Where high school? Are Who yeah. are the people that live in that area? Um, that being said. That would just never happen today. You no. just never have a movie yeah. where yeah. the 20 principal actors are all white. I promise you Rose McGowan, McGowan's character is either black or Latino or yeah. definitely some sort yeah, of... Yeah, because the best friend in Scream 2 was a black girl. Yeah. that's yeah, they, a, That was right when that. it flipped. Then after that, it was like, you didn't do it that way. But I, I always wondered if that was just a mistake or if they were trying to make some sort of statement on how white the movies were in the previous era. Who knows? Fair. That awesome. would probably be their answer. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah, that's what that's we're what doing. We, uh, we were making a statement. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. Glad you caught that. Nobody's caught that before. <laughs> Who won the movie? Wow. Oof. This is a great one. This might be the. I think we've done. Zach, how many rewatchables <clears throat> have we done? Like eight or nine. We always know who won the movie. And this one, I don't know. I don't know who won the movie. I know. So who let's won go the around movie. the circle. Go ahead, Cam. I think the mask. Oh, wow. good pick. Yeah. Wow, good pick. That. Wow. Yeah. Good pick. Good <laughs> pick. That's it, right? That's why he's one of the hottest movie critics in America, right there. He's great unbelievable. That's a great and I didn't know the story incredible about them like take. just happening upon the mask. I think it's like fake. That's great. Wow. Okay. That's an incredible Shay? take. Yeah. I'm going Lillard. I really just love Lillard. all that he did in every single part. And then that was the movie where anytime I saw him in another movie afterwards, I was like, okay, he's going to do something cool. Like, in she's all that. Yeah. And I was like, yes. That's how you got into Scooby-Doo nonsense. Yeah. I'll, go for, I'll go further. Okay. He brought me to Summer Catch. Freddie Prince brought like, me to Summer Fre- Catch. I was like, Freddie Prince. <laughs> Freddie Prince is smoking hot. Freddie Prince is a baseball player. I, I don't know. Freddie but Prince but Dan, if yeah. Lillard's in this, I'll give it a chance. He's great teeth. Freddie Prince is some of the best teeth in he Hollywood. He and Sarah Michelle still together. That's like a shining beacon. Are they really? Shining beacon of love to all the why cynics think, out there. Why do you think, Fred, by the way, Freddie Prince, I think, was 
up for one of these roles. I remember in the half-assed research. But um, yeah, I remember. What happened with him? He was right. He was neck and neck with everybody for three years. Might have had something to do with the fact that he is a terrible actor. I know, but a lot of people <laughs> yeah, are bad actors. He was like a like he was I know, the last one. Like, who would you replace him, him with? Well, because his main thing is he does the. He's good in the high school movies, yeah. and you can get away with being bad in that yeah. because high school kids are just that. That's how you act when you're in high school, it's and you try call. to put him yeah. in something else. Great point. It's like mm, it doesn't doesn't fit. My friend Mike Tolan did Summer Catch, like his company produced it. And I'm obsessed with Summer Catch when it's on because they masterfully avoid ever showing Freddie Prince throwing a baseball. Mm -hmm. Every <laughs> single time he throws it, he's doing the motion and then it'll cut or it'll cut to a close up, but you never actually just see him throwing a 60 foot pitch. So Same when we became friends, I was like, I got to talk. We got to talk about Summer Catch. Like, <laughs> you have, did you have to cut around Freddie Prince? He's like, you notice that? Like, yeah, they had to. Like, he, he just couldn't get the motion down. Yeah. He doesn't, so, play, he doesn't play soccer and she's all that either. He's a soccer star and we never see him kick the ball either. So he just holds it at the do? end. Should we segue right into a Prince podcast? You know, Freddie Prince should. Jr. So. We should. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. Do you like Prince Dude. movies? Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> what a cut. <laughs> Who won the movie, Jason? I think the uh, horror genre won the movie just for uh, number one being revitalized in this way, and also because of the self-referential nature of the movie, it really uh, it created an appreciation for the genre writ large. You know, people were like, "Oh, Halloween is great. I love the Freddy movies. I love Friday the Thirteenth. I watched those movies." Um, and just it was just an appreciation and, a, and an observation on the impact of the genre on culture writ large. It was great. Wow, eloquent. I love that answer. Thank That's you. great. I'm going with Wes Craven. Okay, sure. There's for a very specific reason. Wes Craven is this professorial, thoughtful, intellectual guy who got his start in movies by making really aggressive, mm. dark movies. But when you hear, heard stories about Wes Craven, they're like, he's the sweetest guy. He's so nice. He, all he does is care about his actors, care about his crew, cares about making good stuff. But he really got typecast as a horror director and he made his career on horror movies and he definitely used the success of Scream and Scream 2 to make the kind of movie he'd been waiting decades to make, which is a bad movie. But it's called Music of the Heart, stars Meryl Streep as a oh, music teacher. Ah, I didn't know he made that. And wow. he used he definitely used the leverage that he accumulated. I'm pretty sure it was it was produced by Miramax because yeah. he had given he had signed on for Scream 2 and 3 he got a chance to make this sincere small drama and Meryl Streep was nominated for an Oscar for that movie. I was about to say one of Meryl's 50 Oscar nominations. Yeah. And so that and Mr. Holland's Opus were like in band class. Yes. Highly inspirational. Yes. Who is your, but who's your winner? My winner is, uh, is Matthew Lillard. Hey, yeah. when I watched it again, so I'm with Shay. So Shay and I win. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I watched it again, I, agree. I hadn't seen it in a while. And uh, and I was just stunned by how good he was in it. And a part that, like, I don't know, it would have been fine. There's a lot of different versions of that part that mm -hmm. we've seen. And he just goes to another level. He's so fucking entertaining. I got to say, he kind of, like, blows people off the screen. And yeah. I don't know. It made me, like, combine with when he did that great pod with Andy and Chris about, like, wondering what happened with his career. And the wheels kind of came off a little bit. I was like, man, this guy's, like was the dominant guy in this movie that made $300 million and launched the entire horror movie. It probably should have gone better. Yeah. And he doesn't come back for any of the other sequels. I mean, he's just, he's out of it. Too. He's uncredited in part two. Is he? Yeah. He's an uncredited. He like, pulls but, a Winkler. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at the same time, I don't know what the right movie should have been for him. Like, should he? 
13 ghosts. Well, could he have been? All right. So you and I love buddy cop movies. Correct. He easily could have been the in a buddy cop movie with like, he's he's the zany, crazy one. And the other guy is, right. it's like Will Smith. Like I, they, it's bad boys, but he's right. in the Martin Lawrence part. Right. The think, Martin Riggs. Yeah. I think he, he's yes. a little too good. Like if he's in a buddy cop movie, it's going to be with like an animal. Like, an, like, <laughs> like, you know, like that's, that's, that's where his. <laughs> that's where no, his I hear that. Right, that's a yeah. Giraffe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He in the Toys R Us giraffe. Yeah, <laughs> something. Make a good movie. Something. Mm. Yeah, that's just that's you know that's his vibe. Is he gonna have a renaissance now? Do you think he has to? I, obviously, I know people after this pod. People, <laughs> well, people, people who watch Twin Peaks obviously were reminded of yeah. his He's particular so energy. He's yeah. so good. He's got something that is unique. Did we officially see him die and scream? Yeah, they dropped the TV on his head. Yes. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right. That well, probably could, got him. Could, could we officially say he died with the TV on his head? I'm pretty sure. Hey, did you see the glass break? 21 you years see him later? shake from the electricity. Yeah, maybe he just passed out. Okay. I think if they remake Scream, maybe he comes back. All right, fellas, the rewatchables. This is a pleasure. As always. Remember, stab me up here. Right. <laughs> right, where did you want me to do you? And right, right in my left side right here. Left side, okay. All right, uh, the rewatchables subscribe now. We have uh, we have a bunch of good ones coming up. It's going to keep going. Thanks for all the support. And if you want to ever send emails, follow up stuff to the movies we talked about, just mail it to the mailbag at theringer.com. Mm-hmm.